Welcome back to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast, a podcast for anyone felt thrown into a season they were not prepared for. My goal is to focus on finding strength in God while walking the agonizing path of grief with the hope of discovering that Jesus is always the way. I will be your host, Daisha Carter, and here you will find candid talk steadied by the powerful word of God. Thanks for tuning in. And now let's listen and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast. I am your host, Aisha Carter, and today's guest is Kathy Givens. Kathy is a longtime friend, a mother of three, a high school teacher since 1999, a graduate of Tuskegee University, Cal State Dominguez Hills, and Cal State Long Beach. She has run the LA Marathon three times, loves adventure, and has visited over 30 states in the U.S. However, in 2012, Kathy found herself thrown into a season she was not prepared for, and she was left asking the question, where do I go from here? Kathy, thank you for being a guest on today's podcast. Hey, I I I just want to throw this out there. I'm also a longtime fan of yours. So uh, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes, you. Yes, you are <laughs> and have been. <laughs> so I am so excited just to um, for you to share your story with the Good Soil community. Um, and the, the part of your story that I like to explore today mm-hmm. is just um, walking the painful path of divorce. But before we even get like into the, the meat of your story, tell us a little bit about yourself and even how you met your ex-husband. Sure, sure. So I grew up back east. Uh, Went to school initially uh, back in Connecticut, where I'm from, and it uh, wasn't enough. And so I wanted to go to a historically black college. So I had uh, visited some prior, I think, a uh, junior year and senior year of high school, but just didn't make the change. I stayed in state, and uh, but I wasn't content. And so when I uh, decided to leave, I transferred to Tuskegee University in Alabama. And that is where... Um, I met my ex-husband and uh, yeah, we had classes together and knew some people. In fact, um, his good friend here from LA was dating my best friend uh, there. So that was, that kind of led into, you know, that kind of relationship where, you know, the friends were dating each other. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you are going, you're in college. You met your husband in college. I did. Um, I did. Yeah. So we, I, I'm sorry, I skipped. Uh, so we dated uh, probably the last year. I was there for three years because I transferred. So I had some credits. And so we probably dated like the last two years I was there. And okay. um, he graduated a semester before me. He was done a semester before me. So, um, he left, you know, because he finished in December. So he left and came back. 
um, to graduate to March to be, you know, in the, in the ceremony. And so mm-hmm. at that time we were together, we had been together, but um, intimately sexually. And so I got pregnant. And after I found out I was pregnant, I, you know, called him up, let him know. Cause I was still in Alabama and I think he was back here in LA. And then one day he said, Hey, do you want to just come out here? And yeah, <laughs> because I, I, you know, I didn't want to be in Connecticut. And so I wanted to do something different and I wanted to be with him, you know, especially being pregnant. And when I moved out, we weren't married, but I did uh, move out to Carson and uh, we, we lived together with his parents. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's uh, Carrie. Yes. Yes. So Carrie's 27. I always have to like do the math real quick. Yeah. Carrie's 27. So yes. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is going to get juicy. (laughs) So you were super on board with moving to LA, leaving everything you knew behind. And yeah, well, I was 23 or 23 and I I just knew well just a quick little story you know I came from a small town in Connecticut everybody knew everybody I loved it you know uh and you know my family was well known and um but I just wanted something different it you know back east the weather is crazy and so I did this is off the subject but I'll say this real quick one day it snowed really bad I mean it was horrible I probably got stuck in the snow and I just remember thinking there's got to be some place it doesn't have this kind of weather, you know, mm. like I remember that just saying it over and over. I was like, there's got to be another place. I didn't think it would be California. I thought maybe like mm. Florida or something on the East Coast, but here I am. <laughs> Sunny California. All right. So you make, you, you make it to, I'm, I'm assuming you graduated, right? From- I did. So we both graduated in um, 93. He graduated in the it's like June, I'm sorry, May. And then they had another graduation um, for the summer folks in part okay. of that ceremony. So I graduated in okay. July. Okay. And then you made your way to California. So how was it? You, you get here, you get to California, you're pregnant. Um, well, you know, you're living. I went, home, I went to, I'm sorry, I went back to uh, Connecticut for about two weeks. And, okay. and then I, you know, and then I flew out here and at first it was really, it was hard because I didn't know anybody and mm-hmm. it's different, right? It's just a different vibe, you know, everything was different yeah. and, you know, California is the place, you know, people really want to be here and I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't the Hollywood attraction or anything for me, it was him, you know, he was mm-hmm. the great allure and so that's why I wanted to be in California because I wanted to be with him. Yeah. So what in, in between you moving to California and you guys, you know, the space between dating and marriage, mm-hmm. right? What 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 happened or what led to you to eventually um getting married? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I uh was living with him and I think at that time his parents were about to divorce. And so we, um, I, I think we had a decent relationship. I don't know if the communication was all that good, but 
you know, we, there was no, we weren't married, but I knew that I was at the mercy really of him and his family because I didn't have any family out here. And so I, uh, one day, you know, I'm talkative. I talk to anybody that talks to me pretty much. And so I was at the South Bay Galleria and wait for a ride. I was waiting for him to pick me up. And uh, these two girls approached me and they invited me to church. And for me, church was very social. It was, you know, you meet people, you do things together. And so I knew I could meet some people at church. And so when they invited me, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And they, and I, and I got a good vibe from them. You know, it seemed really nice. They didn't seem weird or, or strange or anything. They just seemed like really nice people. And so um, I took them up on it and I went to church and uh, just to speed up the story a bit, when I studied the Bible, you know, really looked at God's word and it was very clear to me, you know, that I needed to change my life in terms of just how I thought and what I believed in. And I didn't know the Bible, but I knew enough, you know, I knew enough that God is probably not pleased with me living with this man that is not my um, husband. And so after I studied the Bible, got baptized, I did get baptized too, um, because of my convictions, I, I did move out. And so at that time, I, you know, I, I don't know, because I was so young, I call it young. I, I don't know if I was clear on how he felt or what he thought. I don't even know if I really was concerned with it. But I do know that when I, you know, made the transition out, you know, moved out of his parents' house, there was Concerned. I think he was really concerned. I think genuinely concerned that maybe I was in some type of religious cult or something weird. And so he had an opportunity to study the Bible as well. And then he got baptized. Um, but we still weren't living together. And so uh, maybe, uh, maybe like six months after that, he did pr propose to me. We were at a Clippers game <laughs> and he did propose to me. Uh, so that's, nice. that's how that happened. Nice. What was the proposal like on the it jumbotron? Was, it was. It was. Oh. Funny enough, which I it, it confused me because I just didn't see it coming. I honestly did not see that coming. And so that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Wow. So, what? I got it. Understood. <laughs> so now you guys are are married, right? Yes. I'm assuming that baby is like on the way. Baby is probably close to being born not too long after you guys were married. Well, is well, that No, no, no. She was born before we got married. Yeah, she probably was a year old, a year and a half maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So she's here. She's here. Yeah, she's definitely here. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It wasn't immediate. We didn't get married right away. Um, got yeah. it. So she's here. Okay. I got I got engaged and I got married like four months later. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so now you two are married. You guys have a family. And you're you're living this life. You you both you both are are born again born again Christians. And um, how is life? Is life good? Is it challenging? Is it what's what's happening? You know, it is okay. We had a um, small apartment. He was working in education, and I was temping and 
working in retail. And so we were, you know, making ends meet, you know, uh, check to check. And so I think that brings on, you know, its own challenges when you're, when the money's tight, but we, mm-hmm. we were doing okay. You know, we, we, it was working, it was working. And then the family started growing and then we had our son, um, probably two and a half years after that, give or take. And then we, mm-hmm. 18 months after that, we had another son. So we have three kids together. And uh, in 2006, we bought a house in Gardena. And so it was, it was good. I mean, it was getting better. He had gotten into real estate a little bit and then I was in education. Um, so things were, were, were looking up. They were looking up, certainly looking up. Okay. Okay. So what happened? Um, because we know, we know now, right. In 2021 that you are divorced. So where did in 2006, you guys moved to Gardena, you bought a house, right? Normally when a family purchases a home, they're thinking long-term we're in this for the long haul, you know, we're a family, our kids will grow up here, so on and so forth. Um, so what, what, what was the pivot? What, what, what changed between 2006, right. um, you know, what? and. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I was, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I wanted to go back a little bit because prior to us moving, so we lived in an apartment, but prior to us um, moving to the house, to buying the house, and, and when I say prior, maybe a year or two before, you know, he he was unfaithful in marriage. And so at that time, I mean I, that 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 really rocked my world because I just I didn't see that coming. And it was um someone that we knew. So it wasn't like a stranger, it wasn't somebody from work, it was someone that we knew. And it that really threw me off because I didn't see that coming and I thought we were close. Do you know what I mean? I thought hmm. that, that that was that that wouldn't be an issue. Maybe some other things, but I never I never thought that that would be an issue. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I was mature enough to handle it the right way and, you know, look back and who knows, but I think I kind of uh, blew it off maybe or or just said, okay, well, this, this won't happen again, kind of a thing. And so that was, I don't know what year that was, but that was prior to 06. Yeah, that was prior okay. to 06. So then we move. Um, in 06 and you know we're living together living our lives and I think this is this is my perspective of course Um, I think financially I think career-wise he wasn't where he wanted to be and so Mm -hmm. I, I know now you know that he stepped out again you know and so I think this is just my perspective because he he told me one day that he didn't want to be married anymore he told me, he was like, you know, I don't want to be married anymore. I just want to live my life. You know, I don't know if he used the word single, but I, that's what he mm-hmm. said. And, and that, of course, threw me off, too, because I didn't see that coming because it didn't, you know, of course, I can look back and go, yeah, there were some signs. There were some signs, but it didn't it didn't. Um, and, and, and again, maybe it's just my na- na- uh, naivete, you know, and, with that mm-hmm. and just you know, cause I can look back and go, yeah, the signs were there, but, um, you know, I just thought we'll get through this, you know, we'll move on, but he did not want to, he didn't want to, he didn't want to 
go to counseling together. He didn't want any of that. He just wanted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say I'm, I'm going back to the infidelity, if that's yeah. okay. Um, but when you say that you blew it off, what do you mean by that? Well, maybe not blew it off. I think I was upset. I don't want to, I definitely was upset. Um, you know, I don't know how you're supposed to respond. I really don't. Um, because that had never happened to, to me before with him anyway, you know, it was like a long, it was a long relationship. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I was in denial or if I just wanted to move on or maybe not blow it off and not deal with it. Probably that's probably a better, a better way to say it because we didn't, you know, we didn't go to like real therapy or anything like that. I mean, we talked to a few people at church and stuff, but we didn't really do any work. You know what I mean? To to heal that, that situation. Like we didn't do anything. And so that's what I mean by blow it off. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And so now that, so when did, or do you remember what, what year he told you that he did not want to be yeah, married so anymore? So it probably was like the, and the, 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 the thing I think about it was around Christmas and I had um, traveled um, during that time and I'd come back and he just seemed very different. Just, just, I don't know. I just very different than I had ever kind of experience with him and so it was probably the end of uh 2011 around December 2011 yeah okay okay and so these are two these are two two separate events where I'm sure you feel like your world has just been rocked um and so do you feel like in 2011, when he says, I want out of the marriage, mm-hmm. during that time, how did you respond? Well, <laughs> you know, it felt like one of those situations you, you hear people say, it's not you, it's me. And so there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just didn't get it. I was just like, I, I just didn't get it. I didn't see why it was going to be an end and not a we got to work on this we got to change things I I just didn't you know I didn't see that as like it was an end all be all like an end like this is it you know what I mean and um you know there was so 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 he was saying you know you you deserve to be with somebody more spiritual and you know you need someone that is hard worker just all these things that I just couldn't understand like you weren't, you're not willing to do that for me. Like, I just didn't, I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was more stunned than upset. I, at that point, I wasn't upset because I, I mean, once he said that, I figured, oh, he is probably in a relationship with someone else. Like, that's, how, that's what I thought. Cause I thought, mm, this is, this, you know, it was a little agony for him to even say it. Like, it just, it just seemed like he was in, in pain trying to say it, you know? So I, I wasn't mm-hmm. like, screaming and yelling because I just was a a little bit more stunned, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's a lot. Um, 
And I hate that our time is limited <laughs> because there's so much. Part two. Um, <laughs> in that. Like, and like, I know you, you know, and um, there's so many questions that I have, but okay. So now, right. It's been about nine, 10 mm-hmm. years your separation um, that ultimately led to a divorce. Um, And I'm sure you've had some time just to reflect on what led to the dissolution of your marriage. And what, what would you say are some of those things? That led to it? Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. mm -hmm. I was just going to say it could be on both sides. It could just be you, you know, we can't, he's not here. You know, there's always two sides, but it could just be your, your side of the story. I I mean, I think on my side of the story, you know, I felt like I, I, and this is not to bash myself, but I've thought about this, you know, I probably could have been more supportive. I probably could have communicated more, you know, just how I was feeling and just what I thought. And, um, you know, I know that there was a time where he didn't feel valued or he felt like I kind of was outpacing him. And so it wasn't like we talked about it, but I knew that he felt like that. Um, he had even said something to me like, like, look at yourself, like you're, you're accomplished, you've done stuff. And so I remember that thinking, oh, like he sees this very different than I see it. And so, um, you know, so stuff like that I think about. I think ultimately though, it was him, you know, he didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight to hmm. go to counseling and, yeah. and to get help like that. And he had stopped going to church too. I must add that part because he definitely had, had changed, kind of changed that and had done some some things that, you know, I, I wasn't cool with, but, you know, he was doing some things, some lifestyle choices that I didn't like. Um, but I wasn't ready to get a divorce over those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did mm-hmm. now uh, you're, you're, you're definitely you're, you're definitely not in a place where you want the marriage right. to end. Uh, but it sounds like the reality at this time, at least in 2011, uh, I guess, you know, 2012, at this time, um, you're having to face the fact that even though you may not want this, this is what it looks like it's going to end up right. being. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you and, something, you know, mm-hmm. one thing that I say a lot to people when they talk about relationships is that, you know, if, if you don't see that, like, if you don't experience, like, what a loving relationship is, you don't, um, how do you know what to do? And so, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, he left, he left the home, he moved out, it was me and the kids. And because what I, what I was very familiar with was a single mom. <laughs> and so, I knew how to do that. Cause I've seen that before. And mm. so I, that didn't discourage me. I mean, I was very sad, you know, I lost a lot of weight. Um, so it did, it did play, you know, that mind game thing was going on, but I was so fortunate because I knew so many women who had gone through similar situations and, mm-hmm. you know, did well, <laughs> you know, did okay. They made it through. And, um, 
I, I definitely was able to look down the road. Like I knew it was going to get better. I, I knew, you know, I was hurting and I was in a lot of pain and I was very uncomfortable in situations. You know, we worked in the same area. So we knew a lot of the coworkers and, you know, like the same people. And there was a lot of gossip, you know, um, so that was hard. But I knew it was going to get better. Like I, I just knew it was going to get better. And, and someone said to me, a sister at the church said to me, you know, there is going to come a time when you stop crying. And that's when you're going to know it's mm. over like that. That pain is over. And I remember the day, I don't have the date mm-hmm. written down or anything, but I remember like, hey, I didn't cry. Hey, I didn't cry today. <laughs> and it just got, it just, it just, you know, I'm starting to heal and feel better about it. Um, yeah. So that's, um, that's amazing. I can, you know, I know our situations are, are different, uh, but, but I can just relate to that, that time, you know, I don't know when it was either, but there is a time when the pain just subsides. Um, so how, how did you get through this season and what did you learn about God yeah. in the process? I, mean, I learned that God is going to be faithful even though I knew that but I learned that God is going to be faithful no matter what like if you know people stopped talking to me because they were closer to him or if his family you know cut me off and they did not um I knew like God was going to be you know faithful to the end like I really believed that and um really held to that you know that God is going to take care of me and you know I was very clear that I had already, you know, been favored by God because of, you know, I had a decent job, had a home that I, you know, could still, you know, afford. And uh, so I, like I was taking, I was, God just really had me. And so I, you know, like I said, I cried a lot, but I knew that it was going to get better. And I knew that God was going to be faithful no matter what, like he was going to be with me. And he really was. I mean, I, I, read a lot of scriptures and read some books and, you know, talked to and got to spend some time with, you know, women who had been divorced and, um, you know, it was, it was good, you know, and, and I felt like it matured me too. I felt like it really, you know, I grew up in, in that, mm-hmm. in that time during that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that, it's amazing you say that because if, if I were to compare, and not that I can, I'm just going off of what you said. So in 2006, when you said that your ex-husband was unfaithful and that there was, that there was this, um, you know, denial almost, just not doing the work, right, of, of healing that, you know, or, or whatever that it takes to get to get from infidelity to reconciliation, if that's in the cards. But so I remember though, right? I remember the work that you put in when you were separated. Like I I remember you were relentless about, being open, you know, whatever emotion you were feeling, um, 
And I know I wasn't the only person that you were calling. So even just to spread your feelings out through, you know, those people that you trusted. I remember the scriptures, like the many scriptures you were holding on to during that time. I remember, you know, the calls and you're just like, man, I'm feeling this way, man. So-and-so had something right. to say about, oh, whatever, you know, the gossip, like all these things. But I also remember um, your fight, you know, your, you were extremely, um, just vigilant, like you were relentless in the way you were going to well, fight this through. And this one you were going to win yeah. with God. Like, like that's, that's, that's the picture that I have in my head as I remember on the outside looking in, right. As I remember um, taking some of those steps yeah. with you, well, you know, you know, I think now in 2020, 2021 this this we're in this era of vulnerability right it's like you hear a lot of people talking about vulnerability I was listening to some ex uh, football players and they were using the word but I think one of the things I learned early on um, was the benefits of being open right and getting that stuff out and, and, and getting the help that you need and dealing with it uh, when it comes to you know your heart and your feelings and your mind and even through the scriptures you know the Bible teaches us about our heart, you know, and just all the results of, you know, if we don't watch our, our, our heart, right. And just all that it's connected to. Mm -hmm. But for me, the, the biggest uh, example that I had at that time was none other than Jesus. I, Jesus was betrayed mm -hmm. by his closest friends. Like your closest, like they didn't get any closer than that. Oh, those men walked with him, you know, he, he taught them, you know, they did everything together and he was betrayed, you know, by one of them, by one of them. And so that was my example. That was, that's all I, that's like, every time I would read that and I would think, you know, even when, uh, I believe it's Peter that tries to, you know, hurt one of them. And he's like, no, 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 no. Let them come to do what they were, mm -hmm. they came here to do. And I thought if, I don't lean on that. Like I can't, I can't get this from, even though, like I said, I talked to women who had been divorced, but like the betrayal of, of what I had gone through, yeah. like, I'm not even going to tell you how deep that goes. That goes even deeper than, than we have enough time to talk about now. Um, but man, you know, I, that's all I had. That was it. That's all I had. And, and, and I was, you know, very clear that like, this is the only person who knows what it feels like, the, the, that knows how I feel. Obviously, yeah. other people have been through similar situations, but nobody knows how this feels. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. I, I, I hear you. I, I, I love, like, I, 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 this is just me, but I love how, and, and, not, and not that I, you know, love the sufferings of life. I'm not saying that, but I love what God does with oh, our yeah. suffering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, it that is that's that's one of the precious nuggets oh, yeah. in life, you know, that we can easily miss. But yeah, when you're left when when you're left staring 
and the only face that you see is Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you're not, you're not looking to the left. You're not looking to the right. Like, you know, that there, there is, oh, there is real, no you're other, real woke. You're real but woke. Jesus, you're open. Oh, you're open. oh yeah. In a real way. <laughs> I think it, it, yeah. it just is a, it, it's the Holy spirit, but it's just that constant reminder of yes. this is it. This is all I got is Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I have a great family, you know, I kind of shielded them from a lot of it. Um, and great friends here in LA and, and all over. Uh, but that was between me and God, maybe a few other people, you know, like I would share things with, but like the, the, the dirty, dirty, the, the, the just nastiness of it all. Yeah, Man, that was God. Yeah. You know, that was all God. And so, uh, like I said, I knew that it would get better. I didn't know when, but I knew that it would get better mm-hmm. if I stayed faithful. You know what I'm saying? Stay faithful. If I just yeah, kept showing up, yeah. kept listening, kept talking to people, just, yeah. you know, I knew that it would get better. I knew it would. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. That's when God does his best work in us, through mm-hmm. us, with us, is, yeah. is, is there. It's there when we're willing yeah. to sit in our stuff and deal with it with him. Oh, that's good yes, stuff, yes. Miss Gibbons. Amen. Um, okay, oh, so okay. my last question. Uh, what advice would you give to other men and women that may be going through a divorce or even, uh, you know, just a similar situation or... Uh, maybe to even someone that has, has never been married before, but they have a desire to do so. You know, so many times we can think that, you know, life is going to be good once the ring is on the yeah. finger. Um, but yeah, whatever. What, what, well, what advice think, would you give? Um, that was a loaded question. But <laughs> I think uh, for those who are thinking about getting married is to do the work like now into if you're in a relationship really find out mm. you know the other person's experience with uh mar- you know married maybe their mom or their dad or, or being divorced or a single mom like just really find out you know what that the other person's you know understanding is of marriage and then you know have that conversation i think you can never over communicate i think you always have to be in conversation I remember different people would have date nights. We really didn't. Um, So all of those things are important. But if you're in it, you know, and if it's something that the both of you are willing to do the work, you got to go all in. You have to be all in to do whatever it takes. And and I don't think it's enough to just talk to somebody at church. I think that's key. But I think you also need to seek outside support. Like with, with... with professionals who do this type of work, who do that type of work, that's what I'm starting to say. Mm-hmm. And I think just staying open, staying open, staying honest. I know, you know, things can change. I know relationships can get better. Um, I think if it's one-sided and one person wants out and the other person doesn't, that's always, that's hard, you know? And if you, if you have a faith and, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have a, a good relationship with the Lord, I think you got to dig deep into those scriptures you know, and, and lean on his understanding and not your own. And remember the purpose of the Holy Spirit and being aware, I think, being mm. aware, not talking too much, you know, because sometimes we, 
you, you tell the wrong people, you know, your, your, your feelings and then that turns into gossip. So I think you have to be wise in who you talk to and what you say, but, um, you know, and, 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 mm. and know that it's going to get better, you know, but you got to do the work, you got to do the work. And so I would just encourage anybody who's in that situation to, to seek out some professional help. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. stuff. But, I, but I will say this, you know, um, so that was, it's funny because you said the years and I never even do the math on that kind of stuff. So funny how people say stuff like that. I've been divorced for five years. I never do the math on that. Uh, one of your um, friends was on uh, Good Soil YouTube and she said divorce is like a living death. And I thought, dang, she nailed it. And mm. so I say that to say, you know, even though I'm divorced, I don't calculate the years or anything like that. Um, I don't have any ill feelings against my ex-husband. We, we're not in the communication stage, like where we call each other up. We're definitely not in that um, phase. Uh, we are about to have a grandchild, so maybe things will change. But in terms of my life now, oh, you know, okay. I am optimistic. I've done so many fun things. I've met some really great women. Um, would I like to be married again? Sure. Um, I know a lot, a lot of things now <laughs> that I probably could have used then would have been really helpful. Um, but um, mm -hmm. I have a good relationship with God and I'm trying to grow that. I'm trying to get it really intimate and deep and personal and, uh, very, you know, just grow closer and closer to the Lord every day. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, oh, yeah. I hear hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely hope. That's what definitely I hear. Um, you know, I am fortunate because I can say, you know, I've been married. Uh, I have kids you know, and about to have a grandchild. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel cheated. You Such know, a blessing. Anyway, I don't, I don't feel yeah. like, how could you have let this happen? I don't feel any of those things. Um, I do think I've gotten stronger because, you know, I was able to come through all of that. Um, but I, but I, like I said, it, yeah. if anybody's looking for like a true example, none other than Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. Jesus I mean, is where it's at. Jesus is where it's at. You know, just yeah. who, who, who could endure that kind of suffering? That's real suffering. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I think, you know, yeah. those are the benefits of being a Christian, right? You, you get to participate in, yeah. in all of that. So, yeah. 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 Amen. Well, thank you, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for sharing your thank story you. with thank us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you. Love you a lot. Um, well, all right, Good Soil community, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Widow I Go From Here podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and was richly blessed as I was by Kathy's story. And until the next time, bye for now.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. Episodes are released every Wednesday. To find out what I'm up to, you can check me out at goodsoilentertainment.com, on YouTube at goodsoilent, on my Facebook page at goodsoilentertainment, and on Instagram at goodsoil.ent. Bye for now.